Okay, so we're on Daf Mem The last question that we discussed before the new material we did last time was why is lulav included in the halachas of Shemitah? You would think it should not be in the halachas of Shemitah because it's a tree and only produce is included in the laws of Shemitah. Mm-hmm. And we end up answering that uh, lulav is unique because what, what really is broader, what's included in Shemitah, is anything where the benefit that you get and it's wearing away its destruction happens simultaneously. Those things are included in the laws of Shemitah and things that it happens at different times are not included in Shemitah. So wood is usually used for burning, for making fire and for coals. And since at the time that it's wearing away, not when you're getting the primary benefit, the primary benefit is afterwards. That's why the average wood is something that is not included in the laws of Shemitah. But a lulav, where it's wearing away is when you're shaking it and that's when you're getting its benefit. Therefore, the halacha is a lulav is included in the laws of Shemitah. That's why we had to give an answer why the lulav is not a problematic. It's a sixth year lulav going to the seventh year. But that's why we had to bother doing that because it by default would have been included in the halacha of Shemitah. And so even then, yes, you get some benefit when it, while it's initially burning, but it's known, so to speak, that the primary time to get it is afterwards. You know, I'm thinking a little bit of barbecue. You know, people who are amateur barbecuists think that when you have the big fire uh, in the grill, that's, when the prim- that's not what it is. The primary benefit is afterwards. So I'm saying, I think it's similar over here, that yes, you can't ignore there are some benefits when it's on fire, but that's not really when it is. The primary benefit is afterwards. So the, the new material we did last time um, is... Uh, you notice that throw by the amateur barbecue. You know, you have to, you know, have to, <laughs> I say my guy for barbecuing. <laughs> exactly. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm also lazy, so <laughs> it's, uh, that overrides my uh, that overrides my uh, snobbiness on, on barbecuing. Okay, fine. Either way, so the point is like this. So that we said last time, new material is that there's a machlokas tanaim though on this yusoid of is the rule of Shemitah based on having the Anna and the Bior at the same time. Uh, we're up to the word Tanoihi, which is a little bit past halfway down the Amun and Aleph. The first one line is Lahasaka, the second word is Tanoi. Um, hopefully you have that. If not, then Hatzlacha. Um, <laughs> fine, Tanoihi. Okay, here we go. So Tanoihi, we said it's a Machlogus Tanoim. Titania. You cannot give Shemitah uh, produce to either be used to soak in or to use for laundry. And we said the example here is using wine for these things, wine from Shemitah year. That's what Tanakhama says you can do. Rabbi Yossi says you can give it over for those uses. My time at Tanakhama, what's the reason for the Tanakhama? That's Machma, that you can't use it for those things. The Pasuk says you should use Shemitah produce to eat. But that's mashma. You cannot use it for things that are not for eating. For example, for a mishra or a kfusa, lola kfusa. My time at Rabbi What's the reason for Rabbi that says you can use the shemitah wine for mishra and kfusa for soaking and for laundry? Amar kral lachem. The pasuk says lachem, lachem, lachol sarchechem. It's telling you that you should use it for anything that you want to use it for, which would include broader benefits, not just eating, not just consumption, not just things where the benefit and the beer are at the same time, but even soaking and even laundry will be included in a permissible use. Yes, limits it, but lachem expands it. So, what does he do with the word lachem? No, lachem No, lachem actually comes to expand it, saying it's not just food mamish. 
just eating mamish, but it's anything that's similar to eating. Mishana also ubi uroshava, anything that is benefit and is destruction, it's wearing away at the same time, that is included in the permissible uses of Shemitah. Yatsu mishrim ukfusa, this is excluding soaking in laundry. Shana asa nachabiram, the benefit that you get is after it is worn away. Obviously, you're not wearing it while it's in the laundry pool or while it's in the soaking pool, you're wearing it afterwards. Why are you being so expansive in your list of what you're allowed to use Shemitah for? You're ignoring the word La'achla, which seems to limit it to only food-related type items. Yes, he does limit things, but he has a shorter list of things that he limits. He says you cannot use it for Malugma, which is a type of remedy, a type of medicine that they used. Kiritanya, as it says in the Brisa, la'achla v'lo lamulga. You can use it for eating uh, shemitah produce, but you cannot use it for malugma for medicine. I looked uh, it up. Yeah, something that causes you to throw up is called an emetic. Emetic. Yeah. Okay, it's not even a familiar word. <laughs> okay, emetic. That's the word. Yeah, emetic. Okay, I guess it makes sense. Emit, right? Emetic. Okay. Okay. Excellent. We'll get there. So that's not yet, though. That's not the Malukma. Uh, we'll get there. I'm, I'm still busy with the uh, Meadow Rocket, by the way. I'm, I'm still loving that one. I'm looking forward to using that one. Um, what? It's arugula. Arugula? Oh, yeah. Is that, oh, it's, oh, that is what a rocket is? Yeah. Fascinating. Okay. Where were you when I need you? Come on, you have to, you have to be there. Um, fine. So, do you say that the drasha is that it's for... Consumption and excluding malugma or or maybe it's including it is excluding in fact what the Tama excluded, which is kfusa, which is laundry. No, since the pasuk says lachem, which is a very expansive word, hari lekfusa amor kfusa is going to be included in what you're allowed to use it for. Because it's lachem for all your uses, and laundry is a regular use. Mani mekayim laachla. So what does laachla do for us in terms of what is it limited to? Laachla v'lolo malugma. Um, for eating and not for malugma. And the way we explained it on Monday, I thought it ended up being very clear, Baruch Hashem, was that really the Tanakhama says the key word in the Pasuk is la'achla. And therefore it's very, very limited what you can use it for. He can't ignore the word lachem that expands it, so he expands it a little bit to say that it's not just things that you eat, but anything that the hanan, the bir shava, is included in the Pasuk. Whereas Rabbi Yossi comes along and says the key word in the Pasuk is lachem, which really opens it up completely, but he can't ignore the word la'achla, which limits it, and therefore he limits it a little bit, and he says you cannot use it from malugma, but even for laundry and, and, and mishra, etc., you could use it for. Now the Gemara just goes ahead and finishes the analysis of Rabbi position, because Rabbi Yossi um, has to explain why does he include that you could use it for laundry and for soaking and you cannot use it for malugma? You know, we don't yet know the lumbus of what differentiates between those two things. So I asked the Gemara, two lines from the bottom of Manalaf, second to last word, Mari Isa Larabas is a kfusa malugma. What did he see? To um, include kfusa, that you're allowed to use Shemitah produce for laundry and you cannot use it for malugma, says the Gemara, Memembez, Marba Anias Akfusa. I include kfusa shashave bechol adam because that is a need that is uh, uniform, that is uh, universal amongst all people. And malugma is not a universal need, and therefore, if I'm going to go ahead and exclude something, it makes more sense to exclude something that's not a common need as opposed to something which is a common need. Because again, if the word lachem means to have be available for all your needs, well, laundry is a regular need, so it makes sense that it included that you're allowed to use it for laundry. Um, Okay, Mantana. So now that we've established the positions of both the Tanakhama and Biosi, we also said that really is basically the same Machlokas Tanaim that we were referring to before of is the rule based on Biur and Hanah, Shava or not. Tanakhama, and just nuance here, 
is that this price is not talking about what is included in the types of item that Shemitah applies to. Here it's talking about once an item is a Shemitah item, what can you use it for? But these, they go together. So therefore, if we've established in this machlokis over here that you're allowed to use it for only things that are Hanah and Bir Shava, that also means that types of items that are included in the laws of Shemitah, the types of items that are Hanah and Bir Shava, and that's why Lulav is included, whereas Rabbi Yossi obviously has a different policy on what is included and what is not, uh, and what is not included. Okay, says the Gemara Advaita. Now that we've established this machlekes of the Tanakam Rabbi Yossi, we have a bright that we just want to know who's the author of it. Man Tana, lahad the Tana Rabban. Who's the Tana of that which the rabbis teach? Laachla v'lolam alugma. You can use it for food, but not for malugma. Laachla v'lazilaf. You can use it for food and not for spraying around the room, you know, for a kind of air freshener. And laachla v'lolasos mimenu afik toizen. And you can use it for eating, but you can't use it for an afik toizen, which, uh, if you know English, an emitic is what that is. If you don't know English, you can use the uh, the more simple understanding, which is a thing that makes you throw up. Um, but the bottom line is that they used to have affectation. Generally, we said it was something that was used by uh, the wealthy and the more um, gashmiistic type people that they would eat a lot and they would in fact make themselves throw up afterwards um, as, as Nelson said, a vomitorium I think it's called. Yeah. Got it. Fabulous. Um, okay, so either way, who's the author of, of these three statements here? Kiman is Kirbyosi. It's like Kirbyosi. Why the If it was the rabbanan, ha'ika nami mishrakvusa. You know, this is a very, very limited list of what you can't use it for. You can't use shemitah produce for afiktoizin. You can't use it for ziluf. You can't use it for malugma. But these are things that are not shavu the whole adam. If really um, this 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 uh, teaching was like the chachamim, it would have been a broader list, include even common things like mishrakvusa. So from the fact that it doesn't include them, you have a right to be medayed that it's not like the chachamim. It's like rabbiosi. Okay, Amar Balaza. Ain, she's a, this is brand new material. Amar Belazer, Ain Shviis Mischalelas El Aderech Mekach. There's a machlekes now between Belazer and Biyochanan that when you have shmita produce and you want to uh, transfer its kedusha onto something else, how do you do that transfer? Uh, you know, keep in mind we had already a lot earlier that idea that when you accidentally gave the Mo'os Shvis to the Hadassim sellers, that uh, to the, you know to the Esrog sellers, sorry, that you go ahead and you're Mechalel and you go ahead and transfer the Kedusha from the money that you gave him back onto your fruit. This idea of transferring the Kedusha of Shemitah, how is it done? How is it done? What, what's the process of doing it? So along comes Rebbe it says there's only one way to do it. It only can be done through a sale. There actually has to be a transaction. A transaction could transfer the kedusha from a shemitah item onto something else. So again, Amr Belazar, ain't shviz mischalelas. Shviz cannot be mischalelas. The word chol meaning made mundane, which is you're transferring the kedusha to something else, thereby making it mundane. Ela derech mekach only through means of a sale. It has to be through a transaction. Riochanan Amar, Bain Derek Mechach, Bain Derek Hilo. No, you don't have to mechach at all. You could just do a chilo, which basically means you could just say it. I am now transferring that Kedusha onto that item. You don't have to do a sale to transfer the Kedusha. You can just simply uh, you know, proclaim that you're doing that and the Kedusha will transfer from item A to, tri- to item B. So now we're going to have to obviously ask, what, what are the, what's the background of these two opinions? My time at Derbalaza, what's the reason for Derbalaza's opinion that you need to have a sale? He says, I'm just basically, I'm sukkim. The Pasuk says, I have on the side of the page the exact location of the Pasuk. Where are you? Which is a reference to, um, to, to Yoivel and, and Shemitah, etc. And right afterwards, it says near that, how near? One Pasuk earlier. 
Um, when you make a sale. So in the fact that the Pasuk of Shemitah slash Yovel is next to the Pasuk of Sale, so he says, is teaching us a lesson that you can only um, be mechalel and take off the Kedush of a Shemitah item with a sale. So it's, it's a little remez in the Pasuk, the fact that Shemitah is put next to the word Vesimkuru so how does Rabbi Yochanan deal with that? Rabbi Yochanan, my time, what was the reason for Rabbi Yochanan that says that no, you don't have to do a sale, you could transfer the Kedusha even with the Stam Chil. ki yovel hi kodesh. The Pasuk says, ki yovel hi kodesh, which is actually that second Pasuk, ma kodesh, just like kodesh itself, bein derech mekach, bein derech hilo, just like kodesh itself, if you want to transfer the Kedusha of a kodesh item, you don't have to do a sale to transfer the Kedusha, you could do a stam chilo, and that works. Af shviz, bein derech mekach, bein derech hilo. From the fact that he used the word kodesh over there, it's a little password for us to know that it should be treated like kodesh, just like kodesh itself, you're allowed to be mechalad, not just through a sale, but through a stam chilo, so too over here by Shemitah, you could transfer the Kedusha, not just through a sale, but through a stam chilo. So again, yeah, you're good? I have a question on it. Yeah. Um, so, it's not that it's like a two-step process, you're and then you sell it, versus the selling itself is the chil. The, the selling itself is the chil, yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. If I, if I barter, I, sale, I sell the Shemitah item for something else, that's when the Kedusha will pass over. But for me to simply say, I want to I want, I want to take the Kedusha off those fruits and put it onto those coins, that doesn't do anything. You actually have to, you actually have to go through the motions. Okay, again, so that's the Machlick between Belazar and... Rabbi Yochanan, and we know the background of where they're coming from, and guess what's going to happen now? Each one has to explain why they don't say like the other one. That's obviously what's going to happen there. Rabbi Yochanan, hi, kisimkru memkar my ovulates. Rabbi Yochanan, who didn't use and didn't really pay attention seemingly to the words kisimkru memkar, what does he do with those words? You know, why does, what does he say the Torah is coming to hint us by putting the Pasuk of Shemitah and Yovel next to the Pasuk of kisimkru memkar, my ovulate? What does he do with it? Nibayule, he needs it. Lidik Rabbi Yossi Barchanin. He needs it for the teaching of Rabbi Yossi Barchanin. Titania says in a brisa, which is a totally different teaching, but that's what he uses it for. Amr Abiosi Barchanina, Rabbiosi Barchanina said, Bo Ure'e Kamakosha Afka Shoshviz. Come and see how difficult the dust of Shemitah is. Which basically is saying, even something that's not even a severe transgression of the laws of Shemitah, but just the dust. I'm very familiar in the laws of Lashon Hara, for example. There's Avak Lashon Hara, there's Avak Ribis, there's a lot of Avaks out there that are things that are not the blatant Isidar Isa, but the dust of it. They're, you know, somewhere near that. So he said, come and see how difficult the dust of Shemitah is, which basically means see how much you can be punished for even doing something that's a peripheral halacha of Shemitah. Adam no sivin no sin be peir shviz. If you have a person that goes ahead and does business, no sivin no sin with peir shviz, lesoif meicher es metal love es kelav. Eventually, he's going to become so poor he's going to have to sell away his uh, movable items and all his other vessels. Shenemar has it now that it says in the pasuk b'shnasa yovel hazoyis tashuvu ishal chuzasoy. In the year of the shemitah, each man will go back to his uh, ancestral land. V'samachle and next to it says v'simku memker lamisach when you make a sale to your friend. What is the connection between the Pasuk of Shemitah and Simkur Memker? Not what Abelazar said that is telling you that the way to be mechalel Shemitah items is by doing a sale. Rather, it's a warning to us that if you don't keep the Allah of Shemitah, you're going to be doing a lot of sales because you have to sell all your items to be able to pay your bills and to be able to feed your family. So that is an explicit warning to avoid these types of things. And uh, I'm, I'm learning Hilkos Ribas right now, actually. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember other times, but in the Shulchan Aruch and Hilkos Ribas, a few of the halachas are warnings 
what, ha- what will happen to you if you don't keep these halachas. It's like very interesting. Usually it's not a Muslim safer, but you know, it gives many, many warnings over here as well. We're giving a warning, and not only should you keep the halachas of Shemitah, but if you don't, um, there's going to be clear, clear punishments to those people that do not keep it. Um, let's just do one more little piece, because now we saw why, what Rabbi Yochanan does with the Pasuk of Simkri Memker. Now we have to ask, what does Rabbi Lazar do with the word Kodesh in the Pasuk, right? Because Rabbi Lazar used the word Kodesh to tell us that it's like Kodesh, that you could do it either Chil or Mekach. What does Rabbi Lazar use with the word Kodesh? Rabbi Lazar, hai kra, Rabbi Yochanan, my avile. Rabbi Lazar, what does he do with the Pasuk of Rabbi Yochanan uh, of Kodesh? He uses it, Mibayile, Likitatanya, Nita, for the following Brisa. Ki Yovel, he Kodesh. It's Yovel, it's Kodesh. Ma Kodesh Tofes is Damav. Af shviis tofeses es just like, um, um, just like kodesh is tofes es damav, af shviis tofeses es which means that um, um, that when you do these, these these transactions for money, just like by kodesh it's tofes es damav, which means they could do so automatically. One second. So let's, let's read, we, we can read that Rashi together. Kodesh Tovah says Damav. Pedia Siv Bey. It says Pedia, which means to redeem it. Shazay Yotzev is a Nichnas, right? The one item goes into Kedusha now when you're redeeming it. The other one um, goes, goes out, goes in. One goes out and goes in. Tachta in its place. Yotzev Hektish Lechulin. The Hektish now becomes mundane. And the money now takes its place. Tahainu Upada. That is what Pidyan is. And that is what Nimker is. A sale goes from one person's uh, property. Ubalazen comes into someone else's property. So basically, what he's just saying is that just like Kodesh, when you go ahead and transfer the Kedusha from the um, Kodesh item onto the coins, one item goes out of Kedusha, one item goes into Kedusha, so too when it comes to. Um, Redeeming Shemitah, when an item comes out of Shemitah status, when an item goes into Shemitah status, and that's why he uses the word Kisimkar again, because again, the going in and going out is what we're talking about over here. Okay, fine. So we're going to do, do Bezal Hashem Chazar on this next time, but at least we have the opinions of Elazar and Riochanan. This is how to do a pidyon, how to do a chilo, and we know the Pasukim that they have behind it, and we know the Pasukim that they don't use, what they use them for.